Ang Wang, uh, president of the Makeup and SFX Society. Hi, I'm Annabelle. I'm the tutorial secretary for the Makeup and Special Effects Society. Um, hi, my name is Alia. I do external events uh, this year. Uh, so I work with outside brands for the society. And could you tell me a bit about how each of you kind of got involved in the society in the first place? Yeah, maybe I'll start first if that's okay. Um, I think what brought me to the society was that I am not an artsy person, but I know that having a hobby that was also a creative outlet would definitely help me in my uni life in the long run. And I was thinking about what was the most accessible to me at that time. It was the easiest without buying um, any extra tools or just thinking about using what tools I already had. So I thought um, makeup would be, would definitely be a good way to have that uh, creative edge. I don't think I started wearing makeup until around university because my high school had quite a strict uh, dress code. Um, so I think the first tutorial I joined was an SFX one and I was amazed by how the society members were just so creative with everything. And I feel like so far, um, in my two, three years of being in the sock, it really pushed myself in terms of how I view makeup. I think I sort of view it more as a creative outlet than a daily necessity. That that was definitely what I thought of before. But yeah. Um, I, I suppose I can go next, building off of Wing's uh, answer. Um, I was really into makeup in high school, sort of, uh, unlike Wing, but when I got to university, uh, I was where I was an international student. Um, I'm from Saudi Arabia and I was coming from the Middle East and uh, I knew that I was really into makeup and that was something that I liked and I was hoping that I would find like-minded people at Makeup and Special Effects Society. So it was kind of, um, it, it, for me, it was like an entryway to try and find new people and try and find my people um, at university in a new place where I didn't feel like that was going to be really likely. Um, yeah, I was also really interested in expanding the conversation around makeup. Um, the year that we, jo well, I joined university and everyone else um, on the call right now, Wing and Annabelle, it was like 2017, Fenty Beauty has just been launched. Uh, a whole new conversation around makeup had just started. Um, yeah, and it was just a really... Uh, I thought like a really exciting time in that industry to, to talk to other people and meet other people that are interested. Yeah. I feel like my reason for joining is nowhere near as like deep as, <laughs> as Wing or Ali is. Um, basically, I joined in my second year of uni um, and I was, I was quite ill in first year, so I didn't really join any society. So in my second year, I was like really looking um, for, for societies to join. And I got really into makeup sort of in sixth form, so the last couple of years of um, secondary school. And then especially as I was um, in first year as well. And so I, I was just looking on the user website really for like different societies I could join. And I, I didn't even realize makeup and special effects society existed when I was in my first year. Um, but I looked and, and so, yeah, I, I joined. I just thought like, I'm interested in makeup. It just seemed like a good, a good fit for me. 
Um, so speaking of society, um, what what kind of do you do? What's the what are the, you, you, you? I don't know your core reason for existing. So um, we. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. <Wing. laughs> so we run um, weekly events and they alternate between being tutorials and being socials. So every two weeks there's a tutorial and every um, two weeks there's a social. Uh, so the tutorials range from loads of different things, special effects, um, makeup in different cultures, Halloween makeup is a, is a big thing. A lot of our events are on that at the moment. Um, so it's really a wide range of um, tutorials that we do. We also, as a society, a big part um, of our operations now is working with uh, external brands. Um, And that can can include um, any kind of beauty. So we've done uh, events with Fenty Beauty and Huda Beauty at Harvey Nichols. We've also done events with like the Ordinary Decium about skincare. Um, and so that's a big part of our reach now. We try to be as plugged in as possible with um, beauty brands that are represented in Edinburgh or based in Edinburgh um, to try and connect students that are interested to uh, companies that have something to say. Um, yeah. And those are usually tailored to specific themes uh, and those evolve like just like either brand intros or, you know, we, our first inaugural event with Fenty was about um, face makeup for sort of underrepresented skin tones. Um, Yeah. So that's a big part of our operations now too. Um, Do you want to add anything to that at all? Um, I'm just going to add that we've done a panel discussion around um, being in the beauty industry uh, last year, and that was that was actually really enjoyable. And I do foresee us doing something uh, quite similar as well. Panel discussions were something that were that was really that was really eye opening to um, all our members, and I think is definitely something we need, um, especially around having conversation about makeup in general. Yeah, for sure. Like we always, we're super aware that when we hold events uh, around makeup and around beauty in particular, um, it affects everyone that's attending really differently and people have really personal relationships with, with beauty. Um, it obviously like transcends so many, um, sort of like borders in our society. Um, yeah. And we're not, we're not ignorant to that. We know that uh, beauty means something different depending on um, your relationship with your gender identity and your racial identity. Um, you know, you're, you're even um, that discussion that Wing was talking about our panel. Um, we were talking about how people that had started in the uh, beauty industry knew nothing and didn't have any connections and didn't come from the best of backgrounds had found a place in beauty um, so yeah, we're, yeah, we try to, to be cognizant of those things because it's, it's a big part of how people interact with things like makeup. So you mentioned, um, a panel discussion on kind of underrepresented skin tones. How do you kind of deal with that sort of thing in your kind of weekly tutorials or? Um, Wing, do you want to take this one on or? 
Um, I can take that up. Yeah. Um, well, I was a tutorial sec, the tutorial secretary last year, and in terms of underrepresented skin tones, I think Ali definitely did a good job with her our first um, Fenty Beauty event, which was two years ago. Um, just, uh, I think she had there was an event just around. Um, you see skin tones and shade matching and it was very very popular uh i feel like we also go with we do try to make things as inclusive as possible there are there were quite a few tutorials that centered around making makeup work for everyone so having a deep dive on uh skin tones um uh skin color undertones and different eye shapes um also I feel like makeup and, and people's uh cultural identity as well we had a, a few uh, good events um about that and also events that are coming up yeah um yeah I think I uh should add also that we have a kit as a makeup society that um the university uh, contributed towards that as a baseline has to have inclusive shade ranges it has to have um, adequate stock of of base but also like our um, more skincare related things like primers that'll work for anyone who walks into walks into the door um, so that's how we as a society make sure that inclusivity is can be uh, applied at our tutorials uh, even if they're not specifically about, um, you know, uh, so different bases or they're about, uh, it's, it's not, the conversation isn't centered around, um, complexion is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of specific events as well, um, we've hosted, um, shade matching events where we've helped people match their shades and um, people of all skin tones, as Wing said, un different undertones and, um, obviously the color of your skin. We've also had, um, eyeshadow workshops where we're talking to people about different eye shapes because obviously everybody has a different eye shape and what, um, eyeshadow styles would be complementary to, your eye shape and um, so different things like that we really do try to be inclusive with everybody and i think we do i think we do a good job our next couple of weeks are pretty uh or a few weeks are pretty packed with um sort of makeup centered around different cultures uh me and annabelle at the moment are working on um a middle eastern makeup sort of talk um uh, in collaboration with the middle eastern society um we have i think we have an East Asian beauty uh, event coming up that I'm, I'm sure like Wynn can talk about, but uh, yeah, like I would, like I was saying before, beauty transcends all these, all these, um, yeah, borders in our society, but like also just um, transcends culture. Yeah. And it's a, it's an important place. I mean, I know also coming from the Middle East, makeup is a huge thing. Beauty is a huge thing. Beauty standards are super different. Um, so yeah, we, we, we try and make a point of that because Edinburgh University is a very diverse place um, uh, in culture to study. Yeah. 
To add on to that as well, we also in um, February, we have all of our events are um, charity events where we raise money for Stonewall. Um, we also do um, a makeup event around um, boy makeup. So um, boys who just want to wear makeup every day, like bits of concealer and filling in their beard and stuff like that. So even for the stereotypical straight man, um, it, it's still super inclusive to them and we've had we've had boyfriends that, that attend them and, and things like that and we also do a really fun um drag drag tutorial as well where we all end up looking looking quite crazy at the end with with a glued out eyebrows but it's it's super fun and all, all of those events raise money for stonewall as i said yeah it sounds like you oh sorry there you go Oh, carry on. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry, I was just going to say to tack onto that, I'm actually quite excited for the East Asian makeup because I do know that beauty standards, like Ali has said, are quite different across cultures. And I feel like as a society, we do have to acknowledge that it's not one cookie cutter style of makeup that we have to subscribe to, especially not just Eurocentric makeup styles as in just making your nose really skinny or making your eyes look really big it does really highly dependent on culture and what's complementary for you it's not about minimizing and being something you're not it's really about enhancing what you have and what what you want to be yeah it sounds like you've got a lot of exciting events coming up are there any others you want to touch on or I know you talked about a couple of what other ones are kind of coming up. Uh, I think there are a few Halloween ones this um, month. I think, I don't know, Vannaville, you'd want to touch on them. Yeah, so um, next week, I'm not sure when this goes out, but on Tuesday, the 27th, I think it is, we have um, a last minute Halloween makeup ideas for people that are struggling to come up with something. And then on the 29th, which is the Thursday, we have a Halloween party where it'll be virtual, obviously on Zoom, um, but doing your makeup and dressing up in in a costume is highly, highly recommended. And so that'll be really fun. Um, and then, and then as, as Ali has said, we have the Middle Eastern makeup coming up. That'll be the week after the Halloween party. Um, and then another social after that. So yeah, weekly events, they're always on our Facebook and they're always published a week in advance as well. Um, so you mentioned kind of links to, to industry. I, I don't want to circle back to that a wee bit. Do you find it's easy to engage with industry? Or they, can you keen to engage with it? And what, what kind of are both sides getting out of that relationship? Um, I can talk about that. Um, I think there are definitely two sides to our, like the Microsoft's, I guess, links in industry. Uh, you have like individuals that are in industry, but then also there's a, a huge like corporate element to um the beauty industry and especially being in a city and like a capital city like Edinburgh, um, there is, yeah, that sort of relationship where it is, um, brands that are approaching us or we approach them and in exchange for a sort of learning experience, um, a company, whatever it might be. We've worked yeah, with, um, Fenty, Mark Jacobs, uh, they have basically two hours of, of, 50 students time that they can really have a moment to explain their brand values, assert this, uh, a, a, a very, um, important, you know, 
any messaging that they want. Their their brand image is is um, you know really important, and they're able to convey to a, a real life audience through us. Um, you know whatever they want they they want people to know. Um, and familiarize people with their brands and also how to use products, things like that. Um, and it's really about creating relationships through makeup sock. Um, I know a lot of girls and well, actually people in general, I shouldn't say girls cause it's, um, a really wide audience that we cater to. Um, yeah, form relationships with, with, with brands that we have made events with because they'll go back for, um, you know, often they'll leave with vouchers or with an opportunity for them to do, get their makeup done there. And then they are starting to do fill holes in their kit with makeup from that brand. Say they might, you know, we've had so many people um, tell me when we first started, do, started doing these events, they'd come back to the same brands for their uh, graduation makeup, for any uh, makeup for balls they're going to. Um, so that's great. That's its own thing. It's very marketable. It's very um, beneficial for for the uh, companies they're working with because, yeah, like I said, it's like two hours full attention. But then, yeah, there are links that are individual and really important, and they reflect honestly more of what the beauty scene is like in Edinburgh. Um, like we've spoken to we at that panel that we had that was about sort of women in the beauty industry. We had uh, people that were working in skincare and makeup and in hair and that kind of exposure really teaches us something that we wouldn't usually have just found out and we would have just come across by ourselves about getting into the industry. Um, what it's like being a woman in, in the industry, what it's like, um, navigating when you have no experience whatsoever, what's it like to, um, sort of garner experience and meet the right people. Um, so there's that. And they both have value in, intrinsically in different ways. Um, but yeah, that's that's sort of how we interact with the beauty scene. So we try to be as plugged in as possible. I think also to add to that, I always find it interesting um, the different relationships you do have with an individual who's in the beauty industry as opposed to a brand that's in the beauty industry. So when we have individual people that we do events with, it's um, about getting their exposure up, letting people know about them and um, creating relationships in terms of following them on social media and interacting with them. And I think a lot of the um, things that brands are looking for when we do events is obviously it, it does have a monetary value, I think more, um, but it works out for, for both sides of the equation. We always have goodie bags sorted out. So our members always leave with a goodie bag that is normally a really good deal. Um, and you normally get loads of, of products and it's included in your ticket price. Um, and your ticket price is always redeemable as well. So it's basically a free event a lot of the time. Um, and the brands as well on the night after the like talk or um, demonstration they do, there's always time for shopping afterwards. Um, and we have really solid statistics that show how much people are spending at these events. So I think the good thing is that it's not one-sided. It is that our members and the brands get a positive thing in terms of the actual event, but also a monetary positive thing, which obviously for brands, it is a big deal, especially when we're going into department stores. And um, it, it's a big deal to be able to um, say, have us back next time because we've done this this time. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, you you mentioned at one point um, girls. Do you do you have 
I mean, I don't know kind of if you have statistics in this, but do you find that the gender kind of identity of people attending your events is, is mostly girls or is, or is there kind of an even split? What's the, what is it generally? Okay, I'll say this one. Um, I feel like demographically, it, people who join our tutorials and socials have mostly um, been uh, girls, uh, self-identifying women. Um, we do have, I maybe, I feel like this could also be owing to some preconceived um, conceptions that makeup society should only be for girls or only for certain types of girls because definitely in the past when we've had um fresher uh the freshers hairstyle the give it a go week we have had quite a few people come up and say that they want to join our event but uh they're not good enough in makeup or they just don't think that we cater to everyone. They sometimes, I feel like, have the misconception that we're quite a tight-knit, cliquey group, which is, I feel like, something we're really working hard on um, breaking through. We have had quite, um, we've had the boy makeup tutorial for, I think, two two years now, or is it two, three years? Uh, and I can say that it's been, it's been attended um, quite well by... Um, people who maybe don't subscribe to that cookie cutter style of makeup more of what people think of um, when we do makeup also. I feel like the drag tutorials as well definitely have quite a big turnout of just anyone in general who just wants to play around with makeup. I feel like that's something we're trying really hard to work on, just kind of breaking out from those uh, stereotypes and allowing more people to be more comfortable with our society. I think people have that as well because of a big influence on the beauty community is the YouTube side of things and beauty influencers. And I think a lot of that looking in from the outside can seem very cliquey. And there's a lot of drama, all the, all the drama channels with all of the like really big influences. And I think people maybe take that and apply it to our society, but it, it really is nothing like that. No one has an ego here. It's it's really a place to come and just play with makeup. You you don't really have to have any makeup experience. You can just come. Obviously it's more difficult now because it's online, but for our online events, the ones that you will need equipment, we are providing kits um, that you can pick up. Um, safely, obviously, uh, so that you can follow along. Uh, but normally, pre-COVID, we would have the kit so you could literally just rock up with no makeup experience and, and just play with it. And that's really the, the aim of all of our tutorials, really. I think it's it's important to note that, um, I suppose as like a conclusion, that gender identity and beauty have a very um, like intense relationship with one another. And it's like a very big part of... Um, the exploration of your gender identity is through the lens of beauty. Um, and we tackle that on so many, on beauty on so many levels. Um, yeah. And although for sure, uh, our main, our main, um, demographic of our membership are, are women. Um, there's also a, a definite presence of, uh, men and gender nonconforming people um, and femme people that 
are interested in makeup because that's just something that they've come across in their um, journey of their own uh, gender sort of identity exploration. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of hard to say it's one or the other um, because it's so, so tied. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned kind of having this, have a kind of a, a preconceived notion that freshers have coming into uni. How, what kind of outreach do you do to try and break through that? Um, I'll just add something. I know Wing wants to wants to speak on this. Um, for our freshers events and our January Give It A Go events, we always make sure they're a really fun, really interactive event. So we normally do a make your own eyeshadow um, workshop, which attracts a lot of people. They're always really popular. And I think as our first event being that interactive and that just fun and really playing with it and playing with all the ingredients, um, it, it does sort of, make people tune into the fact that that's that's what the society's about and i think that's a really important thing that we we like to do during during the freshers um, events i feel like um the silver lining with in-person tutorials is that we can go more we can have our members do maybe more daring tutorials because i know it can be quite um it could be quite embarrassing to have a full face of half done makeup from an in-person tutorial and just having to walk home with all that. So I feel like this year is definitely the year we can uh, push ourselves and also our members to do more creative and out their looks. I feel like a way we are trying to make them, um, we're trying to break through the stereotype is by introducing quite a few varying tutorials of um, skills and levels. Uh, we do really touch on almost everything we can think of. We do boy makeup, which is a quite natural makeup. Uh, we've done drag. We've done we've done drag makeup. We've done um, uh, editorial makeup. So it really we do try to touch on the side of um, keeping things more fun and more lighthearted because yeah, that's what we're all about. Um, all right, so I guess the elephant in the room really is is COVID. Um, I'm sure that must have affected things greatly. How, how have you kind of been adapting to that? So all of our events are online. Um, so the tutorials we do, so we've done the DIY eyeshadow one was our freshers event. So I made all of these kits that had all the ingredients and all of the sort of tools and stuff you'd need. And then people were able to... Um, come and pick them up um, at, a, at a small, small cost just for all of the like stuff, obviously. Um, and so that, that means that people can be interactive and it means people can have almost the same experience as they would have without this going on. It's just that the event is online. And again, we have a special effects um, event tomorrow where kits have also um, been made and, and they're available. Um, the rest of our tutorials, uh, they're, they're all online, but a lot of them don't require the kits. It's just sort of play with what makeup you have in front of you. Um, if people needed us to provide stuff, we would be able to. But um, for the majority of the events, it's just playing with what what you already have. Um, and and as Wing said, I think people are really getting involved um, more so because it's it's you're in your own home, you're in a safe space, you can really afford to look quite crazy. We had did. 
a Halloween event last week and everyone had these big skeleton full face um, makeups and everyone looked fantastic. But I think we wouldn't necessarily have had that level of engagement and everybody really going full out if it was in person. And I think that the fact that it does, it is on zoom as wing said, means people really push themselves and, and really try to, to make it even bigger than they would. Um, and all of our socials are, are being online as well. They're just like virtual zoom and um, meetings and socials. <laughs> Yeah, um, I would like to say in terms of socials, we still do have socials, but obviously they're on Zoom again. We do try to make them as interactive as possible with, um, I think last so the last social we had was the Makeup Cup where we just did a lot of silly YouTube-esque challenges. Uh, occasionally we do do um, just film, make um, watching a film, doing makeup, or just some chit chat. We, I feel like we're quite an interesting bunch. Our um, interests are obviously makeup, but I feel like we do extend beyond that. And I, I, not to toot our own horn, but we're quite we're <laughs> we're quite interesting people, and I we're quite friendly. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure you very much are. Um. So for a new student coming to Edinburgh, why, what, what would you pitch be to them? Why, why should they join the society? Um, I think ultimately, if you are looking for a creative outlet, as part, I am in a STEM degree. I don't get to see much creativity, to be honest, in my degree right now. This is such a great place to start. Um, it really does not require any entry-level skill uh, sets and makeup uh, or SFX. Um, yeah, and it's it's a great it's a great little break from my tedious uh, you know like just chemistry degree. Um, and also if you felt like in high school, especially now, this is uh, we have to also acknowledge that freshers, we're all fourth years or yeah, in our fourth year in Edinburgh. Um, Freshers coming into uni now are going to have a very different relationship with the evolution of social media than when we were in school. And I think a lot of people come into come come to uni with probably like a bit. There are probably more people that are in tune with with beauty influencers and um, beauty on YouTube. Um, and if you felt like you were interested in those things at all uh, at school then this is a great place to, to find find your people because we're all plugged into it. We all, um, I don't know, have something to say. We, we're all in that position at some point. Uh, and it's kind of a unique experience to know some so much about something uh, and be able to come into a space where everyone else knows what you're talking about or at least everyone else is interested, even if you don't know. Um, so there's that too. If you liked makeup in, in school, this is like such a great place to be for me. I was definitely that kid. But yeah. I would say the main thing is just that it's really fun. <laughs> um, all of the playing with the makeup and all the socials um, are really fun. I would also say that I know some societies can be very... Um, I don't know how to phrase it, heavily influenced on drinking and have a big drinking culture. And that's definitely not something that we subscribe to. Um, uh, like I love a drink. There's a lot of us that love a drink and we'll all happily have a drink, but it's definitely 
not something that people would feel pressured into doing, I would hope. And I think a lot of our events, there's always alternatives to not having to drink. And a, a lot of the socials aren't even revolved around drinking a lot of the time. So if you want to drink, you can, obviously. But I think it's it's a very welcoming space for someone who is nervous because they don't drink alcohol. Yeah, 100%. This is my third year on committee. So not even just being a member, being on committee. I think the reason why I was able to stick with Makeup Sock for so long is because I don't drink. I never, I never did throughout uni. And... I still felt like, I mean, I, I, yeah, I joined, I'm not to shout, like call anyone out, but I joined a fair few like sports societies and stuff. And I felt really uncomfortable. Um, and I really held out here. So I think that definitely has something to say. And I, I, yeah, I was president last year and even through that, I was totally, it, it, it totally missed me. Um, it was a great, very nurturing environment to be in. Um, I think adding to that, I think we're, quite a light-hearted um just fun so uh, fun society in general um so if you are sorry i lost my point there someone screamed outside <laughs> uh, we're just quite a light-hearted um society in general so if you are looking for something light-hearted i feel like especially during covid times where I find myself slipping into just staying at home all day in pajamas. This really, joining the tutorials every week really does give me some time to focus on myself. And just the ritual of putting on makeup is really, I feel like a good, a good act of self-care. Um, so you mentioned, um, I think the YouTube has been changing things in terms of people kind of coming in and what their kind of preconceived notions are. Do you think YouTube is still kind of changing things or is, has there been kind of like a single shift with YouTube kind of getting more popularity or is there a kind of continuous shift? We've done, oh, sorry. I, um, yeah, I think I, I will totally let Annabelle take this, but I think it would be amiss to not mention the evolution of TikTok with YouTube changing the makeup landscape yeah i think the only thing i was going to add is that i think definitely over the last couple of years uh maybe even from a year ago there was a lot of drama going on on the youtube channels everybody was having a youtube channel everyone was having an opinion about youtube channels it was it was a lot and i do think in some respects that has died down a little bit um in terms of the drama and the sort of toxicity of it, I do think that has died down. I think especially with the rise of TikTok, which is like bringing it back, it's like a lot more fun and it's a lot more lighthearted. I think YouTube at first died out as people having these creative outlets. And I think it then got very serious and very money orientated. Um, and I think it sort of lost its way a bit in the beauty community. And I think, I think with TikTok being brought in, I just think a lot of the drama has died off. I do think it's sort of getting back to that point where people are going on YouTube because they want to provide content, not because they're thinking, how am I going to get money for this? Or, oh, that person's rubbish or that sort of a thing. So yeah. TikTok, how, how, oh, sorry. No, you go. No, I was just going to ask about TikTok and how that's changed things, but... 
Um, yeah, I can add to that. I was actually going to mostly talk about TikTok anyway. Um, we have a TikTok. That's just a shameless plug. I'll put in the username later. But I do feel like YouTube and TikTok has still affected um, the beauty scene in such a way that trends are moving so quickly that if you blink, you really will miss it. And like Annabelle said, I do think that TikTok, because it's so new and it's such uncharted territory, it's sort of like YouTube without the business element. It's mostly people just doing it for fun. And I feel like another beauty with TikTok is um, that because it's all suited, it's an algorithm that not everyone sees. I feel like this really does allow people to fall into subgenres and not subscribe to the same beauty trends. I feel like with YouTube, it was a lot of name and shame for if you didn't do your makeup a certain way, it would kind of just not fall in the line. But for TikTok, there are so many subgenres that I feel like there's a lot more space for expression without um, the culty bits of YouTube. And people are generally a lot more savvy now. Um, younger consumers understand that YouTube is a selling platform, um, especially the beauty space is got an insane amount of money behind it on YouTube. Um, I don't think big brands really have a hold of TikTok yet. Um, I don't think they, they, to be honest, have a big enough presence, but also I don't think they have the um, manpower to understand things like the TikTok algorithm, which doesn't work like the Insta Instagram algorithm or the YouTube one. Um, yeah, and I think that young people now know the difference between what is a plug and what is just, um, you know, content that's for fun. And the amount that people consume each is definitely different. Um, and you see that difference in TikTok between TikTok and YouTube, uh, that YouTube is far more commercial. It's far more polished. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of the, the bounce back to TikTok has been sort of a rejection of that. Uh, and it's been a rejection of the fact that People are no longer interested in drama, but also, um, what's the word when you, um, like shock tactics that, that bring, um, sales in that is so common. Uh, I mean, you see scandals that happen and then people's businesses that work at YouTube, they just say skyrocket. And, um, it's just become kind of a different world and TikTok is because of the short form kind of content, as well as the, the fact that you don't stay in one subgenre of TikTok, you are shown so much is, is absolutely uh, a reactionary uh, step to how polished and commercial YouTube got. And it's, and I think it's kind of moving away from YouTube now. Um, yeah. That's really interesting. Thank you. Um, so I think we're closing up on the hour mark or for, yeah, no. Um, so if we just kind of start to wrap it up with, um, so kind of looking forward to the coming year, I know you've touched on a couple of things, but what things are you kind of most excited about? Um, I'll be really excited when we're able to do a brand event. <laughs> um, I, Ali, I'm sure um, we'll, we'll talk about that, but I think that's something that um, has been very difficult to navigate um, just because of obviously shops have big restrictions on their staff and hours and opening times and 
just in terms of contact. Um, so I think that if we can manage to organize that, which Alia is, is in the process of, that would be amazing. Um, also, I'm really excited because we're hosting another panel discussion um, in the new year. So in January, we'll have another panel discussion um, that will be, I think, some returning faces and also some, some new faces from the panel last year. So that will be really interesting. Um, and that was really popular last year. So it'll be fun to, to bring that back. Um, personally, I'm looking forward to, besides the external event and the women in industry discussion panel, of course, are just the Halloween things we'll be doing this month because I know I, I know we can't go out, but I still want to keep the Halloween spirit alive. I still don't know what I want to be at, but I hope I'll be getting a lot of um, inspiration from these tutorials and I'm looking forward to the social. I'm also excited for the... Uh, annual drag makeup tutorial usually we invite uh, a guest um, a guest tutorial person I guess and they're usually um, drag queens from the local drag scene I don't know about this year but it's always been super fun and super eye-opening um, just talking and conversating with them yeah, I'm excited to finally sort of garner, uh, garner, gather. That's what I'm looking for. I'm excited to finally gather our analytics from our first wave of online events so I can take all that data and go to brands and be like, look, we had, um, you know, X many participants in this. If we put your name on this, it'll it'll blow up. Uh, we already have this much reach. Um, so that's been difficult to navigate, but I'm excited for... Um, We've hopefully at the end of November, we'll be having a, an event with the ordinary SEM, which is especially exciting as skincare had a huge moment over lockdown, definitely on TikTok. Um, but there are some just new faces in the game that popped up over lockdown. Um, and everyone sort of has, has had to look after their skin in, in lockdown also because of wearing masks now outside of, uh, after our, our big quarantine, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I personally feel like there's a lot to learn about skincare. So I am also excited about that. Just, just to know what's up. I haven't been able to keep up like a lot of people have. Um, yeah. Skin, skin talk. That's the name of the subgenre of TikTok that's into skincare. Have yet to conquer it. So yeah, hopefully that'll be a little demystified. Actually, um, do you have any kind of closing message you want to end on or do you want to kind of when you should plug our social media okay i will plug up our social media if that's okay i'll just double check so everyone knows our um we usually post we post all our events on facebook and we're just the university of edinburgh makeup and sfx society that's where you'll find all our events our times the details how to get it um, and our Instagram because we um, post quite a bit of content there right now is Edinburgh Makeup and SFX A-N-D SFX and our TikTok is Makeup and that's an A-N-D SFX Society Thank you very much I guess we'll close it off there then <laughs> <laughs>